everybody. My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 25 where we are covering match day 25. Now this episode is going to be a little bit different from others, but it's still going to be all about Bundesliga and German soccer, so let's get right into it. Now this week, a lot of the top teams drop points. What does that mean for the title race? What does that mean for Bayern? Is Bayern running away with the league this year? Let's dive right into that. And then in the end, we will also talk about some COVID-19 pandemic and how that is affecting the Bundesliga in Europe in general. So with that said, let's get right into it. Now, Bayer Leverkusen versus Eintracht Frankfurt is the first match I want to talk about. Bayer Leverkusen continue their hot streak. Here they have an emphatic 4-0 victory over Frankfurt. So Frankfurt, which I used to say was kind of hot and cold, hot and cold for a while, has now just been cold, 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 unless you consider the Pokal competition, in which case they are in the quarterfinals. It's really odd, but this year that's kind of how their luck is going. They're pretty much not doing that well in the Bundesliga, but somehow able to keep their form in the Pokal. So I don't know what's going on there, but I do know that this match is pretty entertaining. Here you have three players that really shine. You have Kai Havertz, who is returning to form, Paulinho, and Nibella Rabi. Each one of them have a goal and an assist in this game. Paulinho has the two goals. Now, like I said, Bayer is one of the most informed team in the Bundesliga right now. They have no losses in the last five matches, and in that stretch, you include wins over Dortmund and a tie against Leipzig. So they are definitely stealing points away from some of the top teams. Could this have an effect of giving the title away to Bayern Munich? Because they are taking away points from the top teams while not necessarily themselves able to climb high enough to overtake Bayern. So could this be seen as them giving the league away to Munich? It definitely is having an effect on that, but I wouldn't count anyone out just yet. Now, with this win, they overtake Borussia Mönchengladbach in fourth place, and that is huge news. So they are now in a Champions League spot, and Gladbach is out. However, Gladbach does have to make up their match with Cologne, so we'll cover that at the end. Now, one of the things I definitely want to point out in this match is Kai Havertz is quickly and very quietly, actually under the radar, returning to great, great form. In the last seven matches between the Bundesliga, the DB Pokal, and Europa League, he has four goals and six assists, so that's awesome for him. I think in the entire year of 2020, he has six goals, so that is just awesome. He's kind of been flying under the radar of a lot of people, but I did mention back in some earlier episodes that he's a player to keep an eye on because last year he was very, very key to the Bayer Leverkusen team, and he was kind of struggling this season, but in the last stretch of games, last month or so, he's really picked up his form, found it, and is running with it. If they can keep up this form as a team, I think, actually, that they could hold on to their Champions League spot and give Gladbach a run for their money there. Next up is actually Dortmund versus Gladbach. So here, Dortmund takes a victory over Gladbach, moves into second place, and with the prior result, Gladbach fall out of a Champions League spot into fifth place. So they're now in a Europa League spot. Here in this match, Hazard scores against his former club with a nice goal. All the stats in this match are pretty equal on shots and possession. Possession was 45-55, so they're pretty even there. Same thing with the shots. It was very, very close. In this match, Haaland and Sancho each get an assist. 
And on the Gladbach side, Lars Stindl continues his scoring form, but it's still not enough to overtake Dortmund. Now, Gladbach really needed this win to kind of keep themselves in the title race, and they didn't get that. So the match against Cologne is going to be huge for them because if they lose that match, then they risk falling out of the title race if they're not already out of it now. So this match and the Cologne match have to make up are really, really key. All right, continuing on, we have RB Leipzig versus Wolfsburg. Now, Leipzig's been kind of struggling in the month of February and March a little bit. They've lost twice to Frankfurt. They've tied Bayern. They've tied Gladbach, and they tied Bayer Leverkusen. These are all teams that are vying for the title, So, and so is Leipzig. So they are dropping very, very important points there. And in this match, they get a tie, I believe a 0-0 tie, against Wolfsburg. So even with the majority of the possession, they still had less shots on target than Wolfsburg, who is barely hanging on to their Europa spot. So this is a real bad part of Leipzig's season, and a lot of people thought that they might be one of the only teams at this point that was left to challenge Bayern with how well they're playing in Champions League and how well they had been playing in the Bundesliga. But with dropping all these points against Bayern, Gladbach, and Leverkusen, and now even to Wolfsburg, they may be falling out of that as well, which is why I said in the beginning, is Bayern Munich starting to run away with the title race? So Leipzig really need to turn around their season in the next match day in order to keep any of those hopes alive, unless they've reached a point where Nagelsmann is just focusing on the Champions League and kind of putting the Bundesliga title on the back burner, but getting the team the prestige and keeping the form in the Champions League competition. Maybe that's a strategy, I don't know, but it definitely can be said that they are not as impressive in the Bundesliga right now. All right, next up we have Bayern Munich versus Augsburg. Now this match, I believe, was around the 120th anniversary of the founding of Bayern Munich. So huge, huge milestone for my team, Bayern Munich. I'm really proud of them on that one. And as a celebration of that, they wore some throwback jerseys that were really, really cool. It was a throwback to, I believe, the very first jerseys the team wore back in 1900. They were just plain white with a very dark maroon uh, sleeve. So that was pretty cool of them to be able to have the current players wear the old kits as a sign of honor to the club. I think that was really cool. Now, as far as the match goes, Relatively solid win for Bayern, even though we're missing Lewandowski, still put two goals in the net here. A lot of players in the team are showing a real good resurgence of form, and I'm super happy with that. I think I've mentioned Thiago and Muller in some of the past episodes, and then I was talking about how Coutinho was kind of hot and cold, not always doing very well, not always getting starting time under Hansi Flick. But in this match, he's kind of showing a nice return to form. But the main one that I want to talk about is actually Jerome Boateng. Now, Boateng, he was written off last season by a lot of fans, including myself, and we wanted him gone in the transfer window. And then with Hummels leaving to Dortmund, we had Boateng left. He decided to stay. We decided to keep him. And then I was going to be happy with having, between the defense, having Pavard, Lucas Hernandez, Nicolas Sule kind of control the center back duties. But when we had an injury to Lucas Hernandez, we had an injury to Sule, Boateng was kind of forced to take that spot as opposed to what I thought was going to be a bench spot for him for the season. And 
Since then, he's kind of stepped up to the challenge and returned to form and been playing very, very well. The reason I wanted to mention all that about Boateng is because he is back to floating in beautiful, beautiful long balls from the back line right into the box for the attackers to get their heads on, get their feet on, and score some nice goals. And that is exactly what he did in this match. He had a beautiful assist on Thomas Muller's goal. Check it out in the show notes. I'll have the highlights of that match where you can check out that goal. It is top, top class. Also, shout out to both goalkeepers because both had some top, top class saves in this match. Now, I know Augsburg's goaltender isn't the regular starter, but shout out to him because he did have some beautiful saves. Even though Bayern was throwing everything they had at the net, this match could have easily been 5-0 instead of 2-0. So he definitely deserves a shout out for making some amazing saves there. And then Neuer keeping his clean sheet alive had some amazing saves, world-class saves. And I'm definitely thinking this season, especially the stretch of the last couple games, is a return to peak form for Neuer. And he has to be in the conversation for among the best goaltenders in the world again, which he was in the past. I think he deserves to be back in the conversation with his performance the last couple of weeks. Now, that is all the coverage for this match day, but we do have one surprise, one extra match, and that is the makeup match from, I believe, week 21 between Gladbach and Cologne. Gladbach wins this match 2-1. You had a goal from Briel Embolo, and then you had an own goal as well by the defender on Cologne off of a cross. Nothing he could really do. He was trying his hardest to stop it, but it ended up being an own goal. Then you had a goal on the Cologne side from Mark Uth, which was pretty nice. He looked very, very hungry in this game. It looked like he wanted a goal. There was multiple times where he could have got one, but didn't get the shot off early enough, or there was a nice save. So he looked hungry for a goal in this match. He eventually got it, but it was not enough for Cologne to grab the victory. Cologne didn't look bad, though, and I'm still confident that in the future match days, they'll still play pretty well, but they couldn't get it done in this match. Now, like I mentioned in some of the previous episodes and even earlier in this one, this was a must-win for Gladbach, and they did get that win. So at the beginning of match day 25, Gladbach ended up in fifth place when they lost to Dortmund and the other results that happened with the Leverkusen match. But with this win against Cologne making up the Week 21 match, Gladbach jumped back into fourth place. Now, the current standings that the Bundesliga has is Bayern in first place with 55, Dortmund in second place with 51, RB Leipzig in third place with 50, and Borussia Mönchengladbach in fourth place with 49. So between first and second, we already have a four-point gap. You have at least one match plus a point cushion for Bayern. Leipzig is only five points away, which is less than two matches. And Gladbach is exactly two matches, two victories behind Bayern. So I feel like some of the teams like Leipzig and Gladbach might start to get out of the title race here. Dortmund is probably still in it, but you do have to keep in mind that there's more than one match of a lead on Dortmund. So there's a four-point gap there. We really have to hope that these teams get results all in their favor and that Bayern maybe drops a point somewhere 
in a tie match or completely gets out hustled and loses a match but with the form the last couple matches i don't see that happening but this is still alive as a title race for sure it's just i think gladbach and leipzig might be out of it and it's back to the classic dortmund versus bayern however i would not be surprised if some of these other teams shocked us and got back into the title race now with all that being said one last fact about this Gladbach Cologne match that we watched and this is a perfect transition into the deep dive and that is that this is the first match in Bundesliga history that was played in front of an empty stadium with no audience why is that that is because of the COVID-19 novel coronavirus that is being spread throughout the world it's been considered a pandemic now by the World Health Organization and because of that Lots of countries are reacting in a way that gets rid of large gatherings, and that is what happened here. So now let's transition into the deep dive and talk about COVID-19. Now, what is COVID-19? COVID-19 is the name for a novel coronavirus. It's a virus that has a specific shape that looks like a crown, hence the name coronavirus, that emerged from the Wuhan area in Ubei province in China in late December of 2019 and has since spread throughout the world and is considered a pandemic. It's in the same family as the flu and the common cold. However, this is a novel coronavirus. It's new, it's never been seen in humans before, hence all the panic about it. And the fact that there's no vaccine is making lots of people panic as well because it's something that we've never fought or seen before. That is a scary thought for a lot of people. However, the death rate is pretty low. It's about 2% death rate among those who are infected. And most of those people are elderly or immunocompromised people. Therefore, I think the panic is a little bit overblown, but that's kind of the status of the virus itself. Its effect on the world, Europe and Germany in specific, are as follows. So due to the spread of COVID-19, many games in Germany are starting to be played behind closed doors. The reason is that the COVID-19 virus can be spread person to person, and that makes public gatherings, gatherings of large people on the same place, very dangerous in that you can have mass person to person transmission. Now, Italy first decreed that they were going to postpone some matches, then they decided a lot of matches were going to be played behind closed doors. And then I believe now, as, as I record this, it sits that all sporting matches and all events in Italy are completely stopped for the foreseeable future until the government decides what their reaction is going to be. Now, in Germany, we haven't gotten to that yet, but Germany definitely has changed a lot of matches to being played behind closed doors. Now, it's not like in Italy where the entire league, all of Serie A, is behind closed doors, but it's definitely a lot of matches for sure. The first one, like I mentioned, being that Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Cologne rematch from match day 21, but it also extends to the Champions League, for example, the, the PSG versus Dortmund match behind closed doors. It extends to Europa League as well, so as this launches, there's gonna be some Europa League matches with Wolfsburg and Frankfurt. Those are gonna be behind closed doors. This weekend's match day, 26, eight matches are going to be behind closed doors in the Bundesliga 2. It affects that league as well. There are going to be some matches behind closed doors. And this extends, including Bayern's 
match against Chelsea in the Champions League also going to be behind closed doors, which is a huge factor. You have to keep in mind that Bayern went to London, beat Chelsea at home behind their home fans, and now is returning home to play in an empty stadium without the support of their own home fans. Will that be a factor for Bayern, not having that rabid, rabid support and fan base there cheering them on? That remains to be seen, but keep in mind that the Champions League match will be played behind closed doors. And then this also extends all the way out to the weekend of April 11th through 13th, that match day. The match in that weekend that is behind empty doors is going to be Hertha Berlin versus Augsburg. And that is currently as far ahead as the Bundesliga is willing to say they have matches that are going to be behind closed doors. Will this spread to having the entirety of the league behind closed doors? Will this spread to postponing matches indefinitely? Will this lead to the cancellation of the league? I don't know yet. I really, really hope not. All fans across of Europe and the world hope that their teams and their domestic leagues will not be canceled. That has to be looked at as a real possibility. Now, with the Bundesliga, this especially hurts because of the fan culture being the way that it is. It's a huge hit to the teams, the players, and the fans. Hopefully, this measure does help to slow the spread of the virus, and it doesn't cancel the season or the Champions League or the Europa League. That would just be devastating, especially with how well German teams are doing in all of those European competitions. I would hate for Wolfsburg and Leverkusen and Leipzig and Bayern to not be able to complete their Champions League and Europa League runs because of a virus, because of a pandemic, as opposed to their own performance. I wish the best of luck to Italy and Syria and hope that they can contain and control the virus and hopefully finish out the league because I would not want to see any league, let alone my own, have to finish without a champion. That would just be pretty horrible, honestly, to the fans. So I'm hoping that that is gotten under containment there. Now, the one piece of news I do have to share that is that I haven't heard about any other leagues just yet is that there actually is a German player that has tested positive for COVID-19, and that is Hanover 96's player, Timo Ubers. Now, they play, I believe, in the second tier in the Bundesliga 2, and at age 23, he has contracted the COVID-19 virus. Now, I don't think it's going to be very deadly for him. He's only 23 years old, very young, not immunocompromised, has a strong immune system, so he'll probably pull through. He is currently under self-quarantine, and he has not interacted with his team since he has tested positive for the disease. However, as a precaution, the entire team, medical staff, coaching staff, will all be tested as well. But like I said, Timo is under self-quarantine. So Timo Bears and uh, Hanover, I wish you guys the best of luck. I'm keeping you guys in my thoughts. I hope that nothing spreads here and that Timo comes back healthy and strong when he finally is able to return to playing football. That is my rant on COVID-19. I really hope that all the players in the Bundesliga, Bundesliga 2, and across Europe, and really all athletes everywhere, are able to stay healthy. I hope that this measure of playing in empty stadiums is able to slow the spread of this virus, and I hope that everyone is able to keep a fair mind about this and not panic or fear monger and 
that's really a horrible thing to happen at a time like this. So that's that. All right. Last segment here is going to be the man of the match day. Now, as much as I want to give it to my own player in Bayern Munich, Boateng, for his amazing, beautiful assist, I don't think that alone has earned it. But I do think that another player has earned it this week, and that is the young Kai Havertz of Bayer Leverkusen. He's been in amazing form in 2020, especially the last five or six or seven games. He's been in even better form, and this is his time. This match, he gets a goal and an assist, and for me, that makes him the man of the match day, and really, his form in general leading up to this definitely helped that. So congratulations to Kai Havertz. Now, before I sign off here, I'm going to take this time to pitch my other podcast. So recently, some of my friends and I decided to start a new podcast. We call it Posts and Pints. You can find it wherever you get your podcast, just like you can find Welcome to the Bundesliga. Just search Posts and Pints, and you'll find it. Now, this podcast is primarily for MLS coverage, although we do some European coverage as well. We, I have five friends in this podcast, and what we do is we sit down, we drink some beer, we let you know what we're drinking, and then we just start ranting. There's a lot more four- and five-letter words than I say on this show, so it's definitely got that explicit label. But it's just us meeting up once a week, ranting, talking about soccer, primarily MLS with some European coverage as well. On the show, everyone is mostly Red Bull fans because that's kind of how our group got together. So we're New York Red Bull fans, not RB Leipzig, although... The rest of them that don't follow German soccer, some of them are RB Leipzig fans, not me. But that being said, definitely check out the podcast. When we do European coverage, I am the German Bundesliga representative. We have a friend that does EPL. One person does Serie A in Spain. So we kind of have perspectives from all different leagues in Europe. Plus, we cover our own domestic league. We go to Red Bull games together all the time. So we spend a lot of time talking about the MLS. And only two weeks into the season, it's already an exciting one. So we have three episodes up with the fourth one on the way. So definitely go check that out if you think that's something that you will enjoy. Post and Pints podcast. You can find that on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well. So search that up if that is something that interests you. With that being said, I encourage you guys to check out the show notes. I'll have an article there about the Hanover player testing positive for COVID-19. I'll have a link directly to the Bundesliga website where they cover which matches will be played in empty stadiums. I'll also have some highlights of the Bayer Leverkusen versus Frankfurt match, of Bayern Munich's match, and that beautiful assist by Boateng. And then I'll also have highlights of the Battle of the Two Borussias, the Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Borussia Dortmund match as well. Check all of that out in the show notes. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Welcome to the Bundesliga. That's Welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. And my email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w, the number two, bundesliga at gmail.com. My name is Andrew. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>